0: Welcome to the latest episode of Talk IP with RNG. My name's Rebecca Conroy, Business Development and Marketing Executive for Ready and Gross, and today we're going to be delving into patent box, a very useful tax incentive scheme for innovators. To do that, I'm joined by my colleagues Paul Luce Allen and Jan Vleck, and by our special guest Carl Richards, Chairman for Focal Point Fires, will be giving his first-hand perspective on taking advantage of the patent box.
1: Good morning. Uh, Paul, can you tell us a bit about the patent box? Who's it for and how can businesses benefit? Thanks, Anne. Yeah.
2: Um, it, it, as a whole, it's part of the uh, UK government's uh, growth agenda and seeks to reward companies that have carried out um, or contributed to R&D activity Uh, to develop patented inventions um, and have earned income and profits I should say here worldwide profits uh, from exploiting that patent Um, and that that reward is a reduction in uh, corporation tax payable on uh, on the specific ip profits from from the main rate which uh, is now 25% all the way down to to 10% so quite quite a lot of re- relief quite a significant reward basically for for carrying out that activity that r&d activity um in in practice that patent can be for any small innovation that that meets the standard patentability criteria so is it new uh, and is it not obvious in based on what's gone before uh, but, but that innovation doesn't have to be revolutionary. You don't need to be developing the next r- room temperature superconductor. Um, it can just be a small, small incremental change on on existing technology. Um, uh, and also important to point out, out here that that patent can be for any essential aspect of the product. It doesn't have to cover the product as a whole. So um, anything that is part of the product that is... Uh, covered by a patent brings the whole product into into the patent box. And that relief can be obtained by by any qualifying company, basically, um, which means a company that has carried out R&D uh, and indeed is, is currently paying UK corporation tax. That feels like one of the uh, one of the important points here um, on the on those worldwide profits. That's
1: okay, great. Thank you, Paul. Is the scheme widely used? Do you think there are a lot of eligible companies missing out on what seems like a potentially very valuable tax break?
2: Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. I think the, the the simple answer is no, is my guess. Um, I think around 1,500 companies or so used, used the patent box in um, the last financial year that we have data for, which is with a with a total relief of about £1.3 billion. Pounds. Um, but I'm sure more could be taking advantage either by putting in their existing patents or, or indeed filing new patent applications um, where they otherwise might not have done but, but could bring themselves into, into uh, the patent box in that way. Uh, of, those, of those 1500 companies, about three quarters are SMEs, the, re- the remainder being large companies, um, but those large companies uh, are claiming well over 90% of the total monetary uh, monetary relief. But but I think perhaps and this might be a really important point for the for the whole podcast is that um, half of the companies claiming patent box relief claimed between 10 and 200,000 pounds relief per year, which I think basically effectively means even at the low end. The relief in one year is paying for obtaining a UK patent, um, and obviously patents last up for twenty. Last for up to twenty years, so um, so potentially you're paying for your patent portfolio um, by putting your patents into into the patent box.
1: Okay, thank you, Paul. Um, whilst we won't be covering them in depth today, are there any other similar schemes that businesses should consider to offset the cost of protecting their intellectual property or IP?
2: yeah i think the um the obvious one here is um uh, effectively an upstream scheme which is upstream of the patent box which is r&d tax relief which i think is much more widely used than than the patent box itself um and and that basically gives you tax relief on the r&d spend um that that you make um to to encourage that r d where there's inevitably some scientific or technological uncertainty um as you say probably probably not for this podcast but um and and thankfully better known i think in the uh, in the r d business community but um one for another time maybe
1: that's great I'd now i'd like to bring in carl who's kindly joining us who has some direct experience carl's company carl runs has been there's a long-standing client of Ready and Gross, based in the UK, does its research and development here. So obviously it lends itself directly to being the sorts of companies that take advantage.
3: Yes. Hi, Jan. Hi, Paul. How are you both?
1: Good,
2: thank you. Thanks for joining
3: us. Yeah. Yeah, thanks very much for that introduction. Um, Just to tell you a bit about Focal Point Fires, um, what what our business is and how much um, we look at R&D and innovation. We're, We're a privately owned business established in 1983, and we're a manufacturer of gas and electric fires. Um, They are distributed and sold under various brand names, including focal point fires and more recently, British fires. After after normally uh, researching and evaluating the market that we want to go into, we've always put forward various conceptual ideas and designs to our research and development team. And we're always obviously looking for innovation. And these can be very challenging from concept insofar as the aesthetics are concerned and very challenging is insofar as the engineering is concerned and obviously there's certain aspects of that appliance that you may be looking to see if there's a technological advancement or a unique aspect in the design that's not been considered um, previously and you could be looking for some IPR and protection on it. Um, So we've been um, applying in looking and using and getting our own patents granted since the early 1990s. um, Prior to the patent box, we've also entered into various license agreements previously in respect of patents to the benefit from their protection and harness that innovation. Um, And since then we've obviously sold products under license and products that we hold and had patents granted for. for. Um, We didn't hear about the patent box through our accountants as we would have expected, especially with the um, generous tax release, but it was actually through our patent attorneys, Reddy and Grouse from one of their regular newsletters in, I think it was back in 2013, 2014. And I remember specifically at the time seeing this uh, Christmas box, <laughs> patent box, it looked very intriguing, um, promoting and explaining the virtues of the patent box, which I read about it all. and. Um, then explore that further, I think, with um Ready and Grouse.
2: And um, what is your what is your experience been, Carl? I mean, is it has it been a, a straightforward process from that first time hearing yeah, about as, hearing as far, about
3: that? Yeah, as, the 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 incentive to apply and apply for a pattern box. Um firstly it creates the pattern itself, as we all know, creates certain barriers to entry. From a commercial perspective, it benefits the, the business tremendously because those barriers to entry um, give you the protection, but not only um, does it prevent margin erosion with you know competition coming along with comparable products that you've designed and put so much investment into from a time and cost perspective, because it uses that pan, you, you then get a unique design that protects you against any copyright infringement from those competitors. So, from a domestic and international perspective, it um stops against any copies coming into the market. and then you obviously benefit enormously from that um,
2: with the tax relief. and the uh, the pro- the process itself, once you started engaging with the uh, with the with the accountants, was did they did they do lots of the heavy lifting, or was was um was it left up to you to work out what you needed to do? What was? was well, that part of the
3: process? Yeah, we had to obviously make sure that the patent is granted because it, the patent box, you could only gain entry to the patent box once the product has been granted. Then obviously, as you alluded to earlier, Paul, the product then qualifies for worldwide relief. So we went from a UK patent to European patents to uh, patents in other countries, including Canada and America. So you do get that not just the UK protection and the tax relief just from the UK sales, but as you said earlier, it's from uh, to profits, worldwide profits, where that pattern is enforced, which gives enormous benefits. We did, but coming back to your original question, sorry, Paul, we didn't, and it wasn't a difficult process once the patent's been granted. That qualifies for your eligibility that it can qualify for the patent box relief. And then you pass over the work to the accountants and our finance department. And it was a streamlined, rather relatively easy process in order that it was um qualified and checked and allowed us to qualify for that tax relief.
2: That that's really good to hear because cause I hear from from other clients that they're they're quite reluctant to use the patent box because they they feel like it might be quite an onerous process. But um but It's good to hear that you can basically just shift shift that onto your accountants and, uh, and make those savings. and uh, pr- presumably once once you've done the the calculations, it's more straightforward the, the next year, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, good to hear. And um, so i'm um, I'm guessing you sound quite positive, but will you will you continue to use PatentBox box going forwards?
3: Absolutely. I mean, as a company, we um, we, we very much look at IPR as, as in totality, and the, the IPR includes registered designs and patents. and we've now got an added benefit of that, and that is the pattern box. So um, we will continue always on new products that we develop and design and innovate to try and patent items of that where it's unique and as is able to do so. But now we've got an added benefit that if we, the sales and the profits derived from those patented products, once granted, allows to qualify for corporation tax relief down to as little as 10%. And as you said, um, corporation tax for many years has been 19%. And that's increased recently to 25%. So to offset now 25% and reduce that to 10% from your worldwide sales from any products that you're selling, and there's enormous benefits to you to do that. But not only to do that, but to do that, knowing that you've got the protection as well. So it's a very, very financially rewarding incentive scheme to do
2: so. I think that's right. And um, as you say, it's only got, it's only got um, more worthwhile now going from 25 to 10. Um, I'm not going to ask you for any numbers here, but... Um, the 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 amount of relief that that you guys obtained in any one year do, i i sort of flippantly said oh of course that might cover the costs of your, your ip filing program but but is that is that in a reality in your case is that sort of do those numbers even remotely add up uh, what's the what's that balance like in in your case obviously no, no yeah. specific numbers requested yeah. but i think when you it, it, in totality we look at the
3: return on the investment of a product when we spend in, on average, two to three years in the design and development of a product. So, as you said earlier, there's the, most businesses, most businesses I would think, manufacturing sector are aware of the the benefit the, for the R&D tax relief. So, I would think, yeah. I'm guessing here, nine out of ten businesses will understand and be aware of that R&D tax relief. But I would think of the same nine and 10, nine out of ten businesses asked, they probably wouldn't know about the patent box, which I find surprising. And most people that I ask about the patent box, whether it be accountants, banks, or, or other manufacturers that I meet from time to time, are unaware of the patent box and the benefits of it. Um, after you've spent those two or three years developing products and able to get the, the patent, as I said earlier, I think most businesses are aware of the benefits of a patent, but not aware of the additional financial benefits insofar as the the reduction in corporation tax relief. And yes, Coming back to your question, we do save hundreds of thousands of pounds in relief and have done, and you will continue to do so for the either
1: a the 20 that's in force for, or b until that. I think it, it, it.
3: it, to have 20 years of relief you're, over the 20 years, and if the sales of those patents and products continue to grow, then it certainly, certainly can, makes it worthwhile. And I think from memory, on the first two years' worth of sales, whilst it was, it goes back to the filing date, from the date it was granted, you can go back two years to claim the relief as well. So yeah, um, you can even get those first two years back from the filing date as long as
2: the patent was granted. Yeah, that's,
3: so, yeah, a, good, that's a good point. Worthwhile
2: um and uh, any any tips final thoughts for other smes like like
3: yourself I, I um, yeah i mean I, I if i had to go as i mentioned earlier it gives longevity to the product and protects margins in the long run um with the added benefit of being able to reduce your corporation tax bill it also encourages innovation and prevents um import copies as i've said earlier and, and then you get the ability to apply for EU patents and US and Canadian ones, which enable us or have enabled us to increase our international presence and and sales with the same degree of protection whilst the patent remains in force. And I think the incentive from the government for a patent and patent box subsequently, as I said, prevents the imports and revenues from other countries, which allows us to become exporters and encourages us to become exporters of products as well as domestic supply. I would say to SMBs, then, yeah, go back, challenge your accountants and your finance team, and more importantly, go back and challenge your own design teams and research and development teams to see, with with any of the products they're looking at developing or bringing to market, if they can design something within those products that can that can be patented to the benefit of the business and all those involved.
2: That's um, that's really good to hear because I I bang that. I bang that drum a lot but uh f- from our from our side of the divide it feels like i'm just trying to sell patents to people and i'm genuinely not i'm trying to get assets into the company that have all of these advantages so it's good to hear it from from your point of view of of the business that is actually getting the patents doing the innovation um yeah thanks very much
3: That's you're
1: welcome that's excellent i i find it as i said as Carl picked up on, patents last for 20 years. This is something that can go on for quite a long time. Um, They're worth having for their own sake, but the financial difference, if you're in the right company or the right sort of products, really very, very significant tax savings can be made. And it's sort of that classic phrase, it's a win-win situation. You get something that helps keep your competitors out and you get what potentially very large tax breaks. It, 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 it's almost a definition of a win win situation. Obviously, and indeed, from the government's point of view, the sort of public policy element, as Carl said, it encourages British manufacturers to make their products better and to spend some time doing a bit of research and development and design work. And, and I have, I'm happy enough to work with Carl's designers over a number of years, and they do that all the time. And it's pleased to see the government helping recognize and encourage that.
2: What's uh? I mean, maybe you've already summarised yet, yeah, but what, what's what's your main main takeaways? I think this was uh, it was interesting to hear, interesting to hear from Carl. What what's your what's a, a takeaway well, you're gonna one, take? From I, this? If I
1: take away sort of the two things to bring them together, one is the point you made in your introduction, Paul, that it it doesn't need to be rocket science to get a patent. If you, as an awful lot of manufacturers do, are continually striving to make their products better. If you've done and made an improvement that is, solves a previous problem, which is the classic phrase in patent terms, of an existing product, your three cores are the way of having an idea that's clever enough to get a patent. Engineers, companies are continually striving to improve their products and solve problems they are existing. So one, that barrier to patents, it doesn't need to solve cancer to get a patent, but it does need to make a product better, but that's what people's doing. So the first is, is combine that with the potential high savings involved, means that it's people really should be thinking as Carl said and, and encouraging their designers to make their products better and you can m- make quite a big saving and keep your competitors out of the market and it depends on the type of things but you know importers these are p- valuable rights So I think that's I've sort of combined the two it's not as difficult as people think to get a patent and going to the trouble of protecting it and indeed Carl touched on it, encouraging your designers to make their products better. You do have to have a better product. It's the bottom line to remember this. You don't just get a patent for saying, can I please have a tax relief? So that's why the government's public policy element, I think, is spot on. It encourages businesses like Carl, like Carl's to do R&D or, in, the, in Carl's case, rewards businesses that were already doing R&D. So, yeah, think about when you design a new product as a manufacturer, if I'm solving a problem, should I be patenting? And I might, it might not cost me money. There's people tend to think, oh, I'll spend a lot of money patenting. Well, actually it might save you money. I was gonna say in the long term, it doesn't need to be that long a term, as Carl touched on, you know, can save hundreds of thousands of pounds and and it's backdated relatively quickly. And that's annual things, obviously, that depends on the size of the company and the nature of your products, but yeah. I'm disappointed, also, but not surprised, by Carl's comment about nine out of ten of the people he reckons knowing about the R&D credit, and probably nine out of ten of those not knowing about patent box. Um, but being honest, that doesn't surprise me from my experience. No, me neither. Unfortunately, um, yeah, I, I,
2: <laughs> I think those are my my takeaways as well. I, I th- need to add that. Um, in my experience, designers and engineers are slightly reluctant to um, to blow their own trumpet, as it were. They o- often think that what they've done is it's not particularly clever and therefore not particularly patentable. That's almost invariably not the case. So I think um, a it only needs to be an incre- incremental in- innovation and 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 be encouraging uh, designers and engineers that that actually it really is only incremental and it doesn't feel like you need to be changing the world
1: it's uh, sort of one last comment and this is particularly pertinent i know the way over the years i've dealt with carl how he motivates his team is people what are the advantages he hasn't mentioned which i wouldn't do it just for this but is a useful side advantage of patents is it motivates your staff and engineers people like being associated with innovation and things like that so it's sort of like there's a third winter. you make more money you keep your competitors out and actually your staff like and designers like the idea of being recognised for, for doing clever stuff and they usually are doing clever stuff but aren't always recognised as such. And I think Carl's t- management team deserve credit for the fact they keep encouraging their staff to keep designing and doing new things. Carl, is there anything yeah. you want to pick up before we wrap it up? It's been very helpful. Thank you for your yeah, yeah, I.
3: Mean, I- I found it interesting. I don't know if it was said at the beginning of this podcast, but there was, I think you said, Paul, there was something like 1,500 companies took advantage and used the patent box in the financial year 2021-2022. And then I would, you probably haven't got the figure to hand, but when I say about that nine out of 10, I then wonder how many companies in the same financial year qualify for that R&D tax relief. And it probably is in the tens or hundreds of thousands. So It it probably then justifies my nine out of 10. So um, and that that really isn't a lot of companies when you consider how many companies there are in the UK that have applied for that patent box and used it in the 2021-22 period. Um, So, yeah, uh, compared to the R&D tax relief. And yes, Jan, I mean, our team here, we have the patent certificates of each granted certificate up on the wall and the designers do take pride in it to see their names as the inventor of the products and they take ownership of it because they're not just Put away in R&D they actually get credit and recognition um, for those um, inventions and to, to see that and then put them up on the wall something they can be proud of and then the financial team also um, <laughs> delighted because they get their t- their tax relief on the patent box so yeah definitely I would in- encourage any company to try to challenge yourself to find and try something that's unique on the product that hasn't been done before Even if you don't think it's patentable, just try. It's an application process and it's a smoke screen for two or three years whilst the examiners are looking at it. So whilst you may not think it's patentable, ask, put it forward. It can take time and you've got and if it does eventually get granted, you then get that added relief if it comes through. And throughout that time, whilst that product has been um put in an application for a patent and the examiners are looking at it you've got that added protection with no one else coming to the market until sometimes that decision's made
2: that's uh, I, I um I do actually have that number Carl or at least a number that that gets us close to it uh, the, the um because the the government releases the number of first time applicants into the R&D tax relief scheme and and for the same financial year 2020 2021 there were about 20,000 applicants so your uh your your nine to one ratio is 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 about right um uh, yeah so re- really interesting to see that because almost invariably those 20,000 companies will be developing patentable technology on the basis of that r d so um you would think those numbers should follow through obviously a bit of a delay in time but follow through to the pack box and, and they're clearly not so um uh, we'll we'll keep banging the drum this end, and uh, <laughs> and it it might help. Who knows?
3: Yeah, I think I think what I find absolutely fascinating, and I said it earlier, but I do find it amazing is when we actually run it by our accountants, they weren't even aware of it. it I mean, it amazes me that, that it's not being pressed forward coming from the the accountants of each of those companies. So I think it's just an awareness thing. So I think over the next, hopefully, if we have the same podcast in five years' time. Whether those 1,500 gets up to amounts to 20,000, we'll have to wait and see. Um, That's, right.
1: that it. That's really helpful. Thanks a lot for your insights, Carl. And thank you, everybody.
0: Well, yeah, great discussion. Thank you all. Thanks to Paul and Jan, but particularly Carl for joining us and for an interesting perspective on patent box. Um, this will hopefully be an encouraging message for other SMEs. So um, thank you all.
3: Thank you very much, Rebecca, Jan and Paul, and look forward to creating some more patterns over the coming years.